to is coming. A star Finish him. Fatality. And welcome to the Free Your Geek show slash Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. KB is not here today. Uh, it's becoming a common occurrence, but tonight <laughs> he's actually taking his wife out for her birthday. So happy birthday, KB's wife. Happy birthday. Uh, to my left now, our second and favorite co-host, sorry, KB, the people's geek, the Don. And uh, we have uh, our guest today, uh, a gentleman by the name of, what do you want to be called, actually? We didn't even talk about it. Do you want to just be Rich? Yep. Okay, Rich, Rich, our friend Rich, or my friend Rich that I've known for a very, very long time. Um, welcome to the show. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. I'll, well, Rich is trying to, to share right now. We're having connectivity issues with the Wi-Fi in here. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we didn't have a key to get in. Now we don't have Wi-Fi working properly. Lots of, you know, and we've been doing the show pretty seamlessly for a couple of months now, and now we're getting all the, uh, the, uh, the bugs and the, and the kinks. But um, <laughs> so just wanted to say first officially welcome, Rich. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, welcome. So I want to kind of, I got my uh, little agenda here. Um, I know you're, you're trying to share that, um, but uh, just Rich, for, for you, uh, let's give a little background to our viewers and for those that are listening, and I should, before we even get into you, sorry, I'm, I'm, you know, we've been doing this for a while and I should, should kind of go a little bit more forward. For those that are listening to the audio version on iTunes or on Podbean or on Stitcher, Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Share this with your friends. I know that we're on Facebook Live now and we're doing these live videos and we're sharing those videos to YouTube. So for those of, those of you that are actually watching us, thank you. Um, for those of you that want to you know, ask some questions, you know, we have the, the chat open right now on Facebook Live. Feel free to ask questions as well with Rich. Um, before and I, I know Rich is Rich is trying to share that so all his friends can badger him. Um, we would, would like to say that it is a uh, PG thirteen. So if you want to drop some uh, swears, you can. We will not read them though on the air. Uh, we'll we'll just have to substitute them with something. But uh, like a mother trucker, mother trucker, or just just the letter F or S, <laughs> F or, S. Or, or Rich. Why are you being such a B? And you know. <laughs> Um, so we got a lot of stuff going on, uh, but Rich, Rich and I have known each other. How long have we known each other? I'd uh, say twelve 20 years? years. Yeah, I'd say uh, well, <laughs> oh, oh, not twenty. Hey. No, I'm, maybe uh, about I was. I think I was 20, sixteen. Yeah, six. Because I think it was like 2004, yeah. 2005. Yeah. So it's been it's been about 12, 13 years. I think uh, I met you. You know, and shout out to your wife. Hello, Deb. Deb was actually <laughs> my friend first, and that's how I, I met you. Deb used to be my bo boss, and if she's watching, I just want to say, Deb, thank you. Blah blah Defoe? blah. Defoe. Default. She'll know what that means. <laughs> Representing. Um, that's old school. Uh, so yeah. So Rich and I have known each other for a long time. Rich um, has many areas of geekery. Um, why don't you just share some of the areas? What, like, what are you like? Some of the things that you're really passionate about. Just general topics. I know you know music and movies, but let's go into a little bit deeper of that. What are you, What are you into? Comic books, mostly movies and uh, music. Okay, so let's let's start let's start with comic books. What, obviously, you're wearing a, a Venom T-shirt right now, so yep. huge I, Venom fan. And I know Rich, Rich <laughs> for for the viewers and for the listeners, Rich is the epitome of liking the 
anti-hero, if you will. The Venoms, the Punishers, the Wolverines. Those are his his go-tos. Yep. Um, <laughs> actually, just reminded me of something. Speaking of comic books, I used to bowl on a bowling league with Rich, and he wanted to be all have nicknames all after the X-Men, and he took the Wolverine mantle. He's like, I don't even care who anybody else. I'm Wolverine. So. <laughs> um, I just got to put it out there that uh, Jay Free would be Dazzler. Definitely be Dazzler. <laughs> All right, so it's an it's an inside joke because these two guys are jerks. Um, <laughs> Dazzler apparently is my favorite X Men uh, character, but um, so yeah, so I, I know you're you're very much into Venom. You're into the Spider Man. You you do like the <clears throat> spiders are kind of like your thing as far as uh, yeah, love animals, your, your, your tarantulas and, and whatnot. That's that's your your gig. Yep. Um, Venom fan, obviously, <clears throat> with the big Predator there. fan too. Fans of the Predator. Um, when it comes to music, I know you have you know pretty much uh, an eclectic taste of music, but I would say you're more of a metal guy. Yep. Is that is that metal no. punk? Pretty much everything else and after that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were in a band at one point, correct? Yep. And you Grey had a, Shine. What does it say again? Grey Shine. Spell that out. G R E A Y Y S H I N E. So go. Is there anything on any type of social media, YouTube, of anything of your band, or is it all kind of gone? Um, it's all kind of gone, but uh, I have it on my Facebook page. Okay, so we'll we'll <clears> plug that at the end if you want. I, I tagged him in the video, so if you're watching the video, Rich is already tagged in it. Go check out his Facebook. There's page. actually a Facebook page for Gray oh, Shine too. Then okay, so you know what? Shout it out now. We'll shout it out. Shout it out. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, good. Give it. Do you know? Do you know the the Facebook page? Is it just the the band name of the band? Yep, Gray okay. Shine. So if you look it right up on the. Uh, Facebook, you can get Grayshine and just click on it and like the page. Perfect, perfect. Um, so in addition to music, the big thing that I, I really know you for that I think you really geek out, in my opinion, over most is um, movies. You're a big horror fan. And we, we were talking when I did my little live video um, a couple of weeks ago. We were, we were talking. You just started spouting off all these characters and all these like <laughs> villains and, and, and these you know horror villains and, and characters and, and we need to do a horror show. And then shout out to Casey, too, by the way, because Casey was getting in. Casey, that's your seat right there that you're not sitting in. I know you had to cancel, and, and <laughs> but we appreciate it. We'll have you back on. We're going to bring you in for a horror show. But, Rich, explain to me your love of horror. When did it start? What are some of your – we don't have to go necessarily your favorite films if we're going to do a show on that later. But kind of just give me a background on your, your horror uh, origins, if you will. I'm just really big into horror movies. I've always been as a kid. Um, I recently got involved with some some of my friends who actually make movies. Um, I started out with uh, my friend Dan, um, Dave Maggot McDonough, on his movie Groundhog with Matthew Fisher and Rick Chandler. Just going to shout out to them. Shout out. Um, I'm working on my own things. I've worked on a couple of Rick Chandler's movies doing uh, assistant production and Matt Fisher. Those guys are really cool guys to learn from. And that's on your <coughs> Facebook page. Can they find links to that? Or do they have their own Facebook pages, I'm assuming, for all their different... Um, yeah, Boston Film Family is uh, Rick Chandler's um, Facebook thing. So His production company. So we'll, we'll shout that out, too, at the end of the, the show again. But go there, check out all the, these shorts, You know, some, st some cool stuff coming. Uh, yeah, you're, you're doing some, uh, some <coughs> filming. You know, you're, you're, you're a big script writer, too. Yep, I've um, worked on a couple of things uh, script-wise. And want to film them pretty soon. 
And uh, spoiler alert, when you do watch those films, your camera guy is going to be right here. Yep. So Rich, Rich asked me to, uh, <laughs> to help film some of that stuff. I said, of course, like... You know, I'm, I just want—I just want my name on an IMDb page. That's all I want, <laughs> just so it can, I, I can make it. You know, there's um, a film uh, coming out called um, that we're going to be working on called Revenge, about a girl who's bullied by three girls that go to her school, end up accidentally killing her, and she comes back to life and kills them in pretty bad ways. That's really cool. That's that's <laughs> I love that concept. It's kind of like if Mean <laughs> Girls and and like a zombie. Like kind of like <laughs> joint forces. In fact, I threw a little bit of Mean Girls in there. The three girls that are the Mean Girls that bully and stuff are actually named Regina, <laughs> <coughs> Regina, um, Gretchen, Gretchen, and Karen. Oh, Karen. Karen. Yep. See, okay. See, Rich knows my little, movies. Awesome. My little uh, tribute to that movie because it was such a good movie. Rich, Rich is a big movie buff. Like you know. He'll be like posting stuff on Facebook, and I'll be like, "What the hell is this?" And it's just some random slasher flick that I'm like, I've never heard of before. <laughs> but I'll see it on his page, and I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah I'm a big sequel and remake guy too, so which, not too many people are into that stuff. Which is kind of interesting because our final countdown topic at the end of the show is going to incorporate almost like a subgenre of a part of a horror movie is death. Death and killing <laughs> is a big part of the horror genre, but the other facet of what we're going to talk about is Disney. So, so this is going to be kind of interesting. Um, we're all, all three of us, and again, Casey was supposed to be here, going to talk about our love of Disney. So um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, before we get into that, though, and, uh, you know, Don, do you have anything to add? I know this is the first time you've met Rich, so. No, I, I love um, I love anybody who is big into horror movies. What does it for me is uh, I love the feeling of being afraid, which might sound like weird to like i don't know like a normal person but like in my everyday life it's just everything so routine i love watching stuff that like brings that (coughs) fear that i had like you know watching like say child's play as a kid or um the exorcist exorcist and and the thing about guys the original like those movies you're spot on yeah those are like (coughs) ghosts and demonic possession scare me more than like a slasher coming at me trying to kill me i still respect unless of course it's wrong turn which we know there's a plenty of those people up in the in the uh forest living up there you know man hills have eyes yeah (laughs) oh my god Two of the mo- those I remember seeing those for the first time and being horrified. Like yep. we're staying on the highway every time we go out for a ride. That's it. I do not want to be somebody's dinner. I do not want to see my friends be assaulted in any fashion. Like that's it. Yep. Oh man. But um, those are awesome references. Well, with me, it's like when it comes to horror, I'm not so much about the nudity. I'm more about the gore and the uh, way of killing. So. So, That's uh, a lot better than the than seeing boobs fly everywhere. Well, you know. speak for yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I agree. Like obviously, with a horror flick, it's, it is that feeling. Like you said, you like the feeling of being scared. I'm a fan. Um, not to get too involved with this, I loved when it first came out. I mean, it's been done to death now. But um, the Paranormal Activity movies, I love the fact that something can kind of ramp you up and isn't just like jump scares. That's actual like. That feeling in the pit of your stomach, like I know something's bad's gonna happen. I have to put my hands over my eyes, but I still want to see what's going on. Yeah, you know, I, I love that. That's my type of horror. I mean, obviously slashers and whatnot, like the saws and stuff too. The saws are great. Horns or whatever. Can't wait for them. the new one coming out. Um, <clears throat> Rick Chandler says, "Hey to you." By the way, uh, I also want to give a shout out to the Hurricane Rana Wrestling Podcast. They gave us a shout too. Uh, Hell yeah! So you know, check out their show too on Fifty Nine Media. It's a great show. Um, 
So we're going to get into Disney in a little bit. But before we do that, there's something else that's happening. And this is a little segment. It's a new segment. It's a one-time-only segment. Don, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we've been getting requests. For, uh, a prison break is coming back for, was it season five? Season five, yeah. Season five, starting April 4th, I believe it is. Yes, it is. Um, so it's it's not. it'll be out by the time next week's show airs. I've only gotten through like the first three or four episodes. I tried to binge watch it. Didn't happen. So this segment is called The Break of Dawn. Dum dum dum. So Don's gonna just kind of <laughs> give a, just a general synopsis of the first few seasons of Prison Break. Yeah. Just the the general intro and the you know introduce the characters, who you need to worry about in preparation for season four. All right. First off, Andrew and Amanda, you guys better be watching this because this is for you too. You yeah. Guys Andrew wanted An- this so bad. Andrew's been hitting us up a lot, just saying yeah. like, "Oh, can you guys do Prison Break?" And Amanda's been saying that too. And I'm like, "We have to kind of get in That's on that." It. So let's. Let's just get in and, and do this. All right. So um, I was telling them before we jumped on that prison break, there is so much in it. Like when I was first asked to talk about it, I'm like, yeah, no problem. I can go on forever with this show. But realistically, there's so much in it that you forget small details here and there. So the show starts off with uh, main character, Michael Schofield. Um, his brother is locked up, uh, waiting the death penalty. And um, Schofield really believes that his brother didn't do it that he was set up for killing the vice president's brother. So uh, Schofield goes into a bank, holds it up, doesn't really hurt anybody, unloads a few shots, gets arrested, ends up requesting to go to uh, Fox River Penitentiary, and um, he goes in with the plan to spring his brother Lincoln out. Um, Upon getting there, he meets one of our first, uh, what I'm going to call side characters, uh, Sucre, which is uh, his cellmate. Uh, asked about, you know, he's trying to locate uh, a guy named Lincoln Burroughs. He's like, oh, Link the Sink. Like, oh, like, why do they call him that? Because he'll hit you with everything but the kitchen sink. I just had to throw that out there real quick. Small detail, but still, I thought it was cool. Um, so uh, he finds out that um, Lincoln's, like, locked up in this, like, separate part of the jail for, like, maximum security type stuff. Uh, so he can't really, like, interact with them except during church. Meets him in church has a little rundown with them, like, tells them, like, listen, I believe you. I know you didn't do it. I'm going to get you out of here. They end up talking again. He's like, you know, uh, my firm actually built this prison because I, I, I didn't throw that detail out there. Schofield's an architect or works for an architecture firm. So um, he ends up getting copies of, of the blueprints and got a full body, like, I, not, not just sleeves. I mean, like, a full body tattoo of the blueprints of this prison just in, like, made it look like it was, like, you know, gargoyles and this, that, and the other thing. So, um... So all season one is really a, a bunch of, um, you know, I need to do this. Uh, like, for instance, uh, a main part of it is they need to escape from the infirmary. So he has to, like, have a reason to go to the infirmary. He pretends to be a diabetic. Um, but the nurse, who is Laurie from The Walking Dead, uh, Dr. Sarah, I, I called her a nurse. I'm sure she'd be so offended. But <laughs> So Dr. Sarah... Um, for test them, she's like, yeah, you don't have insulin, uh, you don't, you don't have diabetes, like your insulin levels, whatever. So he has to go to another guy, and uh, he's our next side character, guy's named C Note. He's a guy in jail who gets everything. Tells him, I need this specifically, blah blah blah. Um, bumps into bad guys along the way, uh, guy named T Bag, who is probably one of the biggest D bags there is with a name like T bag. He is like the the molester in jail, like the the the, so the queen of the sisters. So T bag the D bag? 
Teabag, the, the, the D-bag, Theodore Bagwell is where you get the name <laughs> Teabag from. Um, he's the guy who you're going to hate throughout the whole show. If you haven't watched the show and you do decide to watch it, you're going to hate this guy because I hated him every step of the way, and there is no turning around for this guy. Um, then you meet probably one of my favorite characters, uh, Abruzzi, who is like the Russian mob guy who's in jail. Now, when Schofield goes in, he doesn't just um, get the layout for the jail. He finds out who's in this jail, who he can use to his benefit. Like, for instance, Abruzzi, uh, being the mob tie, you know, having mob ties, his, Schofield's reason for wanting him is the escape plane to get out of there. So he has to recruit him in, and in order for him to do that, he has to, like have some guy who snitched on a Brutzi, like he, Schofield located him before he went in and kept, you know, tabs on where he would be so he could use that as, uh, to his advantage. Um, these people keep finding out, like, along the way that Schofield's trying to break out, and they end up becoming the, uh, Fox River 8, I believe, Fox River 8, yeah, um, because they all end up escaping together. Um, that's, there's a lot more stuff that happens in season one, but, when I tell you there's too much to talk about, there's too much to talk about. Uh, season two picks up. Um, they're on the run now from um, the people who... We find out that Lincoln was really framed um, by this group of secret people called The Company. Um, they're on the run the whole time from The Company. Um, I think we, we lose a Brutzi. Um, uh, Sucre kind of like falls off and does his own thing. Um, Dr. Sarah meets up with them because she loves Michael now. So now she's on the run with them. So like our main characters become like Lincoln, Michael, excuse me, Dr. Sarah, T-Bag, no matter what, T-Bag stays with this thing the whole time. Um, yeah, and, and there's this agent who I can't think of his name who is Beast. So, um, damn, I wish I remembered his name. But anyway, uh, <laughs> So Dr. Sarah ends up killing one of the uh, agents, and Michael acts like it was him. Michael ends up getting locked up in a prison in Panama, along with Teabag, along with that agent. They all get locked up in there. Now, this prison is a prison that's ran by inmates, which when I watched the show, I thought, like, yeah, right. Like, there's a prison that's ran by inmates, and uh, I'm a big uh, reality TV watcher, and there actually are prisons out there that are ran by the inmates, and the guards just stay on the outside of a fence. So, uh, very not far-fetched now that, you know, I continue to watch the TV that I watch. Um, T-Bag goes in there. T-Bag's idea is, like, I'm going to, like, be the lapdog of the, the big guy in jail and, you know, like, manipulate stuff. Michael goes in there, sees one of the biggest dudes, fights him, breaks his leg, beats the hell out of him, does his thing. Uh, the cop the whole time... Oh, and then... The cop kind of, like, helps Michael, but I'm pretty sure the cop gets, like, a heroin addiction while he's in that prison, so he's all messed up on drugs in there. Um, they find out who Michael is, that Michael's trying to escape from that jail because of teabag telling the head guy, then he sets up, <laughs> Michael sets it up, so they try to use Michael's escape plan, they end up getting caught. Um, Michael tunnels out, boom, they get out of the prison. Uh, last season, what ends up happening is the Department of Defense asks these guys, like the team that broke out, who are now like pardoned and everything, to go rob this thing called uh, Silas, like S-Y-L-L-A-S, from the company, which has all the company's secrets on it. And if they do this, then everything will be fine for them. They do it. Um, and for, I can't even remember how, because 
it's that long ago, but um, Dr. Sarah ends up in jail. So the last big hurrah is breaking Sarah out of jail. They do this. They, they come up with their elaborate pr- plan. Uh, they break, I forgot to mention, pregnant Dr. Sarah out of jail. Um, Schofield holds, I want to say, an electric fence. Da, 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 looks, you know, boom. You, it doesn't show him die, but then, like, you know, you get one of those fadeaway clips, and it's like, it's everybody all happy, and they're walking in the sunlight, but you notice Michael's not there. He gets, uh, you know, like, then the, the camera kind of pans around, and they're standing in front of Michael's grave. Michael's son puts a flower on the grave, and our show ends. So it ends with him dying. Up until now. Yeah. And he is returning, so that would be... Uh, oh, I can't, now I'm going to blank on the actor's name. Uh, Wentworth Miller? Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell. Purcell's you know, the Link. brothers. Yep. And uh, Sarah Wayne Callies, is it? Laurie from The Walking, Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yep. Dr. Sarah. So, you know, they're basically doing this remake. Wentworth Miller's going to reprise his role. Yeah, they all are. Well, they're, they're all reprising the role, but he's dead. So they're, they're going to have to explain how he comes back. Um, or I mean, I can, I can throw it out there like this. Uh, he never really died at that prison. Um, they, uh, these people, maybe the company, we don't really know who our enemies are. So maybe the company, like, took Michael, locked him in, like, when I telling you guys it's like a foreign like jail like not like prison with like glass doors i'm talking about like bars bricks like like old school jail stuff that's what what we end up with um the way that um our like like dr uh sarah and lincoln find out that he's still alive is teabag teabag comes oh look michael's alive look it's a it's a could be a picture of him but he's alive <laughs> so um of course what they do is to, to rope us as an audience and they're like well we gotta get the team back together let's get sucre who really wasn't all that important but you know he he's a familiar face let's get him in and uh let's get sino who is doing good now and he's muslim and assalamualaikum like yeah like you know c notes up in the game now and like they they bring all these like people back just because you know, like, oh, I remember him. He was in we, this season. It's and he nostalgia. Was We're getting the band back together. Yeah, you know? I think, like, it, in one sense, I'm, like, really excited for it because I'm like, oh, my God, I loved Prison Break when it was on. But like I said to you guys, like, how can you not end that show more perfectly than your main character, like, achieving everything that he, uh, like, set out to do, like, rescuing the woman he loved so his child could be born, his brother is now, like, fully exonerated from any charges... And then, boom, like, he goes out the hero. Now, here we are. He's back in prison, and we're going to break him out of prison again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, huh. sometimes money is more important. It, it Making is. money is more important. Sounds like a rewrite to me. You know? like. <laughs> so, we're very excited. Don, as you can tell, had a lot to cram in, so thank oh, you. Oh, God, I just had anxiety talking. No, it's good. So now, so now you got it all out. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Whew. Rich. We're going to talk a little bit here. Uh, our, our mutual friend, Jack, uh, just joined, by the way. So hello, Jack. I also want to give a quick shout-out to uh, John Van Damage. John Van Damage has been uh, – he's, he's a supporter of the show. We love him. He's, he's tweeting out our stuff. We appreciate it. And uh, another mutual friend of ours, uh, a man by the name of Frank Denise, sent me a text <laughs> message while Don was giving his, like, 45-paragraph recap, which, <sighs> God bless you, man. Oh my God, my heart hurts um, right now. Frank said, you know, this is the first time he's checking out the show, and it's thanks to you. So thanks, Frank. <laughs> thanks, Frankie. 
So uh, it's, he's it's, buff and he's the stuff. Yeah, he, he looks like Buff Bagwell <laughs> from. Uh, there you go. So he knows. He knows. Don knows. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, buff and wrestling and fighting, we're into the final round of our <laughs> March Mayhem final, final, finals. So first, let me just pull up the bracket here, guys. The wonderful graphics. I made an amazing bracket, <laughs> which you guys can see, which is a PDF format. So let's just talk about where we're at right now. We're at the semifinal rounds where it was Team Spider-Man and Wonder Woman versus Team Venom and Superman. Spidey and Wonder Woman had to go through Magneto and Lobo, then Mr. Fantastic and Deathstroke. Venom and Superman had to go first through the Green Goblin and Lex Luthor, and then Thor and the Joker. On the right-hand side, we have uh, the Hulk and Batman. Team Bruce. Uh, and who do they have to go through? Well, the uh, the Hulk and Batman um, had to go through basically uh, St- Storm and Bane beat Phoenix and Grundy, who then lost to Doom and Shazam. Hulk and Batman ended up defeating Doom and Shazam. Yeah. And Spidey and Wonder Woman ended up making it all the way through, which means our final matchup. Oh, we got the finals. Is oh! Wonder <laughs> Woman and Spider Man versus the Hulk and Batman. So, folks. I'm going to put this video up on, uh, when you see this video, <gasps> feel free to vote. Oh my God. We, we've never given Wonder Woman and Spider-Man a name. How about Wonder Web? Wonder Web. Team Wonder Web versus <laughs> Team, Team Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> so vote in this video. I'll put a poll up. We'll be, you can vote on the poll. We're going to give you guys two weeks to vote in yeah. this one now. Um, yeah. So we're going to go from a little bit of uh, March Mayhem into April Anarchy or something like April that. April Anarchy. Only Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. So vote in the video, share it with your friends, have them vote. Again, we're going to pick anyone who votes. We're going to pick a name out of a hat and get them a gift card somewhere yeah. um, and some other prizes maybe. We'll figure something out. But um, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, you can see from the previous bracket, every like the, the path everyone went through. And it's who, – who do you have? So let's just real quick, Rich, uh, who would you pick if we had Spider-Man and Wonder Woman versus the Hulk and Batman? Which team do you go with? <coughs> the Hulk and Batman. Okay, is there is there one of the the heroes that you appreciate more, or do you Batman? Just, you're, you're, okay, so everybody's a Batman fan. <laughs> so that's that's the that's the kind of the stereotype I want to break. That I think that Batman can be anybody. Who who are you with mm-hmm. on this, Don? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is a like a draw right here. But I mean, I just because I feel that um, I don't know. I think Spider Man could could go back and forth with Batman. I also feel that Wonder Woman could keep Hulk at bay. So I don't it's, I don't know you know it's gonna be interesting. Um, Mike Greco just want to point this out is uh, mentioning that the feed is lagging a little bit. We were having some connection issues initially uh, with the the internet in here, so hopefully it's not a Facebook Live thing because I think uh, I think it's a Facebook thing, but hopefully that picks back up. Um, but uh, hopefully not too many people are getting that lagging. If anyone else is getting lagging, please let us know in the comments. We'll try to uh, talk slower or move slower. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I just got to give uh, Johnny Leather a shout out. Um, I just want you to know that when Goku gets in trouble, Chi Chi puts him in the cell. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. No, you wouldn't. But, but that's but okay. Johnny Leather. He, as he long knows. as Johnny, and this is what it's all about is reaching out to Thank our you, fans babe. and connecting with them on, on things that we all geek out about. And, and Beth is saying the feed's fine from her end. So, okay. Nice. So, thank you, Beth. We appreciate you, Beth. We do. 
Very I, know, much I know so. Don does. I do. She's got. She she went and did her hair today, and it looks. You, you were incredible. telling me how amazing she looks. It does. It really does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think. It, do we have anything else on our agenda here? Do we have anything wait, else wait, before wait. we get into our, our final final thing? Um, oh yeah, before we get into our final countdown, we're we talking about yeah. You look at you missed well, two sections. Okay, I, I did miss two. Sorry, sorry. Dropping papers. That's what I'm doing. I'm, well, you know what? The feed's not working right. Everything and KB's not here to keep me on my toes, and I have fun with you instead of getting mad at him. It's a whole <laughs> thing. Um, so we're gonna talk about the first Disney movie we remember seeing. So Rich, uh, we'll start with you, our guest. Uh, what was the first Disney movie that you remember seeing, whether it be in theater or on home video? Uh, Bambi. Was that in theater? Yep. Okay. So I'm a little older than you guys. Well, so, you spoiler know. alert, that was mine too. I think I was like four or five years old. <laughs> Rich is like, he says he's a little older than us. He's probably about, well, at least five years older than me. So he's probably like eight years older than Don. But We're the same freaking age. Why do you always come at me like that? <laughs> hey, listen, you'll appreciate that <laughs> when you're right, older that people geez. think you're younger. It's better right. to be younger than older, right? That's it. Uh, and I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Nick Tabor. Uh, hey, man, check out his podcast too. Nick, uh, shout that out in the comments, and because uh, I can't remember the it's uh, I know it's like Movie Time Machine. I was just on it, and I can't remember the name of the title. That's how bad I am. But they just did a. Uh, I was on their podcast here. It's at They're here on Sunday. They're on right? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on fifty uh, fifty nine media, we did Batman sixty six, which is the nineteen sixty six uh, Adam West Batman movie. Pow! Zap! Bang! Yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, there was a portal opened up. Some super villains stepped out. It was a whole thing. Um, but you should listen to that podcast to get the full story. Um, so Bambi was yours first to get kind of back on topic. Bambi also mine. Uh, Don, how about yourself? There aren't no strings to hold me down to make me sit. Oh, my favorite. I don't even know if that's the words. I just, you know. Uh, <laughs> I like first, I like you just making it first, up. <laughs> first Disney movie for me I saw was Pinocchio. Another another classic. Yeah, and um, yeah, definitely not in the movies. I think, I don't even know how, I think Pinocchio came out in what, like the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> but the, the, the classics of these movies, so that's the cool thing I think about Disney is Disney has taken a lot of uh, books and other titles and kind of like, redesigned what you actually think of them because for example the little mermaid is one that they uh, disney adapted the book is nowhere near close to where the movie is beauty and the beast snow white cinderella yeah. there's a lot of differences and it's a little bit more macabre and and dark in some of the the tales um as opposed to sleeping beauty is another one sleeping beauty i believe doesn't wake up when the pr- prince kisses her in the book i think she wakes up by giving birth to her child how did she get pregnant mm. while she was sleeping? Creepy. Dark. That's dark. I think that uh, Disney should give Tim Burton a job and have him make him do all the Disney movies. Yeah. Well, well I, I think certain ones. Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> he he has Dumbo. They gave Tim Burton Dumbo. He's going to do the remake of Dumbo. Oh, really? Because Disney's actually, because of the success of, like, say, the Alice in Wonderland franchise, uh, now Beauty and the Beast, uh, over the course of, like, the next, mm, I don't know, say, like, 10 years, they're doing 19 remakes of uh, different movies. Oh, to, making uh, a movie version? Yeah. Like, all, all live action, yeah. yeah. All live wow. action. So. Which which actually segues <coughs> into our last week's episode, the cartoons and shows that we, that we wanted to see into live action. So that's really good. Yeah, good. No, I, you still don't watch Dragon Ball Z. I was going to tag you today in um, the light of hope, the Dragon Ball Z live action YouTube channel. Like these guys from YouTube like made an amazing movie, much better than the Hollywood one. And um, I keep trying to push Dragon I Ball Z. I love the Hollywood one. You love with Justin Chadwin? I'm just giving you crap. Oh, jeez. Because I, like, <laughs> I remember I, last week when I you were sitting like, there like, oh. 
You just painted yourself into a corner, <laughs> like, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. John, John says Burton and Dumbo sounds great. I agree. Like, yeah. I, I could see like the, the the total Tim Burton circus atmosphere with like the the you know the the clowns and like the high wire trapeze and all like the different weird kind of. I've always said that uh, Tim Burton should do um, Wizard of Oz. That'd be creepy. I agree with that. I agree. That'd be pretty sick. Um, <clears throat> for a little segue right here, clowns, creepy. What'd you guys think about the it trailer? Amazing. It was great. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Preview were talking about it. Oh, Jay Preview. Man. Shout out to Jay Preview. Looks so good. Uh, the so Sp- Spider-Man Homecoming trailer came out oh, too, yeah, which we looks need to talk about that. fantastic. We, uh, well, well, maybe we'll we'll get into that a little bit next oh, okay. week. I mean, I know it just came out. It is amazing. But um, I want to real quick before oh, we get into this is a reprint because the digital one that I saw had yeah yeah this yeah. is a reprint because I was I was trying to time it out so a little bit pulling behind the curtains pulling back the curtains what I do is I create a layout for every show and I try to time it out to see how how long because we try to keep our show to about an hour yeah so I just I kind of like always take things out and I'm always you always see me looking down I'm looking at the time that we're at right now um, and I usually the countdown takes about fifteen to twenty minutes so I try I want to pepper that in cool, there cool. as well. Um, but I do want to talk about, uh, real quick, we are talking Disney, and which will segue into our countdown, but we talked about the first Disney movies that we've seen. What are some of our favorite Disney movies? I kind of know a couple of riches, but just tell, tell the viewers and listeners, uh, what are some of your favorite Disney movies? Lion King. Lion King's um, a great one. I love uh, Jungle Books, one of my favorites. Really <clears> I, can, I, see, I, I thought the movie was amazing. I didn't, uh, the live action? Yeah, I, I thought it was very that. good. So you thought, okay, you thought good. it was a good rendition. Um, I like like Monsters Inc. and uh, yeah, I don't Mike know. Wazowski. Like, yep, Beauty and the Beast. I've always loved that movie, anyways. And me yep. and uh, Deb saw it the other night, the movie version. So it let's was amazing. let's talk about K- KB talked about it last week. You you liked the live action? Beauty I and loved Beast. it. Yeah. From your perspective, how did Emma Watson do as Belle? Could you was I've, she a believable Belle? Oh yeah. Wicked bad. Yep. Okay. Just from the little clips I've seen it. I mean, it's okay. pretty spot on. Okay. I, I was. I, I'm thinking about seeing it, so I need to. I need to check that out. Um, <clears> Don, <throat> how about yourself? Some of the, your favorite Disney movies, either whether growing up or currently. Or? Um. My favorite Disney movies. Uh, love Toy Story. Um, I too love Monsters Inc. I've probably watched it over seventy five times. Unfortunately, like <laughs> within like I mean, I'm talking about like four times a day, sometimes. Um, Aladdin to this day is m- my number two, I'll say, but number one favorite, favorite, favorite Disney movie, and it's not even going to make sense to you guys probably, but Hercules. Hercules is, is it's like kind of like a dark horse candidate. It was so good. And then like when like the little like, um, like little demon minions turn into the little kids, quick, somebody call IXII. Like they throw <laughs> these little references in there. Like, oh, what? yeah, some, some adult humor. Some, some. Yeah, that movie was really good. Shout out to Johnny Leather, also says Aladdin. I agree with Aladdin. Aladdin's in my top three. Uh, Lion King is also in my top three. And I got to say, one of my favorites, which I don't even know if you guys, I mean, you guys have probably seen it, but I don't think it gets enough love, Robin Hood. I oh love God. the cartoon oh, wait, with, with, the, the, with the fox and... Uh, Share Khan and 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 the, just the song "Not in Nottingham" I think is like amazing. I think it's one of like one of the more underrated Disney movies that I don't think gets enough love. So if you've never seen the animated Robin Hood by Disney, check it out. It's amazing. And it really is amazing. I love how they rope him into the the archery contest. And yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Good stuff. I, I need to quick shout out. Um, 
I, I Deb Marini is on commenting. She goes, hey, free your geek. Um, I don't know if she's talking to me as Jay Free or if she's talking to the conglomerate known as... The show as a whole. Okay. Well, I thought she was talking to me. Deb and I have a special bond that goes way back. And Rich actually mentioned a comment because there was a picture posted on Facebook a while ago and said to uh, stop groping his wife. Or, or And I was like, dude, you're, you're making up fallacies that are, are not true. I was a total gentleman. So, Deb, I apologize that he's raking your name through the mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Deb, I love you. I miss you. Um, I'm glad you're checking out the show. Shout out again to Frank, who this is the first time he's checking out the show. Thanks for being a pal, Frank, and supporting me. And all part of Defo. All part of Defo. So quick, <laughs> quick synopsis. I used to work for Olympia Sports, <laughs> and uh, I was a manager trainee. Since Deb's actually on now, and she didn't catch the beginning, I'm going to just say, if you want me to catch up, Deb, uh, Rich got here, and blah blah blah, and now here we are. <laughs> Uh, that's an inside joke that she gets because when she was my manager and I was covering for her, I was she'd come in to fill in. She goes, what happened today? I was like, oh, so-and-so came in from management and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wait, wait, blah, blah, blah. What does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. I just, it's just general, yada, yada, yada. So, oh, uh, man. yeah, I miss Deb. Deb's, Deb's the, the shiznit, as they say. The shizzle. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go into our final uh, segment, though, our favorite segment. Rich, uh, do you know what this segment is called? It's the final countdown. Okay, well, well Okay, well I do have I do have a theme. And yes, it is our favorite segment. It's called The Final Countdown. It's the The final countdown. I think Deb uh, just said OMG to your singing. <laughs> it, were you, were you, when you had a band, were you the singer? No. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully. But she's also not an 80s metal fan like I am. So, That's you know. true. That's true. Um, so <laughs> the topic of the final countdown today, it's kind of weird. We're taking Disney movies and we're taking some darkness and we're talking about our favorite Disney deaths. And maybe not our favorite, but maybe the ones that affected us the most. And we were talking before we went on air. And we think that we might have a whole slew of different ones. But now that I've heard you guys rank your favorite Disney movies, I think we're going to have a lot of the same. So it's going to be interesting. So we're going to start. Usually we start with a guest. But because I want Don to kind of like lead, lead the uh, pave charge the way. here. Uh, pave the way. That's a good way, too. Um, let's talk about starting with number three. Don, what is your third favorite or most emotional or most impactful Disney death? Well, um, so I'm going to give Deb a shout out on this one. So my number three favorite Disney death goes to Ursula the Sea Witch. She becomes monstrous, you know, octopus woman grows. She's got the trident in her hand. She's ready to wreak havoc. And here comes good old Prince Eric in his boat, and he's... He's just pushing through the tides <laughs> and boom, right in her like chest with the front of the boat. I can't think if it's the stern or the boat. It's the stern. It's the stern. Puts the stern right in her chest and kills that wicked sea witch and pays her back for stealing Ariel's voice and trying to steal her man. And I don't think so. Like You, you, t- you took the trident from her father and you had all the power, but you got too greedy and you got destroyed. I stood away from the K word. You got destroyed. Yes. 
You you were you were terminated. 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 Very bad for you, Ursula. Yeah. Well, that is true. That's that's true. So that'd be your number three. That is my number three. So moving on to Rich's number three. Rich, what is your third favorite Disney death? Uh oh. What Don, what are you reacting to? <laughs> You'll see. Oh. Uh, well, the, my third one is actually the death of the beast. Because I actually like him better than I like the person he turned into. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> so the, the beast turns into the prince. So the actual death of the beast and the ending of the spell, you actually hope the spell never ended. That's right. Wow. I do. Wow, is that. I know it's kind of lame, but you know, I mean. <coughs> But so my so, number one is my number one. Well, I yeah, don't give that away yet. It's just, but no, number three is the the beast. So it's just is you like what the way he looks, his demeanor. Yep, I like everything about him. I mean, he's always like you know like ferocious and stuff like that. And so, so kind of. Let's so let's put a pin on this real quick. Would you want Belle to fall in love with the beast and have a, a marry the beast instead of having him turn into the prince? My wife did. See, I consider glad- myself the beast, and she's Belle, so... Well, I, I agree. I agree to that. <laughs> I think of the two of you, she's definitely no offense. I, I, I find her the more attractive of the two. Don't get me wrong. But uh, if, if somebody was going to be the beast... But you know what? You haven't... Well, you probably have, but when Deb gets mad, she, she can be very ferocious. Yeah, I'm not stories. too worried about her. Well, you're not. I am. I'm but, scared of But, I Deb. mean, I don't know. Like, I just think the beast could, like, um, protect her more. Than what he became. True. You know? So if she was ever to go outside, the wolves that are trying to get her, I don't see that prince being able to like stop. Okay, them. but what would the what would the children <clears throat> look like? You'd have little beastlings running around. <laughs> I mean, little Captain Cavemen running yeah. around. <laughs> <Yeah>. Captain. Cave- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, that's that, that's your number three. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go into mine. So, Rich, just so you see. Uh, this is this is how I prepare for stuff. Yeah, <laughs> KB too. My number three is a character that appeared in three, uh, two, three, no, two of the three Disney movies. There's a trilogy of movies. This character appeared in two of them, the first and the third. He did not appear in the second. The first movie was 1992, and the third movie was 1996. Any guesses so far? Jafar. No. That was just a quick. Lion guess. King. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> this. First gentleman who passed away is a man by the name of Hans. He first made his appearance as a father figure to Gordon Bombay in the movie The Mighty Ducks in 1992. (laughs) The groan. The groan. I love the groan. Well, listen, he's been a mentor to Gordon Bombay since he was a boy, and he ended up telling Gordon when he was trying to turn the ducks. It's kind of like the the Bad News Bears type of thing, but with hockey. And he goes, it's not about winning, Gordon. It never was. You have to show them how to play. Show them how to have fun. Teach them to fly. And that was a lesson that Gordon took from Hans and imparted onto the team and created a great team. Now, in D2, they went to the Junior Goodwill Games. Move along to the third movie in 1996. The team becomes a junior varsity team at a prep school. Gordon Bombay is no longer their coach. Charlie, Charlie, who is the star of the first two, arguably, is having problems with the new coach, and he goes and he talks to Hans. And Hans tells him he won't let you just skate by. He demands more. He wants it because he knows it's there inside of you, like Gordon did. He needs you to lead. And then Charlie says, but uh, he took away my C. I'm no longer the captain. 
And he goes, he took away the sea, Charlie, not what was under, not what was under it. Be with your friends, Charlie. You are the heart of the team. Don't let it slip away. And Charlie kind of dismisses it and walks out, and Hans passes away that night. Charlie finds out, and he's heartbroken. And to me, it's kind of like a full circle thing, and that's very impactful and emotional to me, where it's like, okay, here's a father figure that's imparting this wisdom. And you'll see this kind of runs throughout my entire countdown. And it's just, you know, it's, it's somebody wiser than you and trying to, like, help you out and get you through this time and make you understand what they've already been through and what they've experienced, and you don't listen. And then by the time you are ready to listen, it's too, too late. late. And that's very, that's very impactful to me. So that's my number three. Don, moving on to number two. Number two. Um, what did I want to go with this one? All right, so because you used Beast for number three, I'm not going to... I'm not going to use my original number two, oh, which was switching it up. which was the death of Gaston. You know, after he shanked the beast in the back and you know took the the leap of death, if you will. Um, so um, this was my backup anyway because it was probably one of the most awesome deaths that you could see in a Disney movie, like a cartoon and everything. This death took place in the movie Tarzan. I can't think of the guy who is hunting Tarzan all the time, but um. He sends his men away, and he's like, you know, he had just um, shot the gorilla. And uh, he gets tangled up in all of these vines trying to get to Tarzan. And he's just, like, hacking away at the vines, and, like, there are more tying on him. And he doesn't realize, though, that he's got a vine wrapped around his neck. And as he chops the last one, Tarzan's like, no! And, and you just see the vine tighten up. And you see, like, because it's, like, lightning out, so you're getting the flashes of it. So you see his, like, legs, like, dangling. Lifelessly? Lifelessly. Ooh. On a tree. Like, you know what I mean? You see the shadow of him in a tree. And, I mean, that's, for a Disney movie, man, that's... That is pretty dark. It's pretty gruesome. It's pretty crazy. But, yeah, I mean, that is my number two. Okay, so, Rich, moving on to your number two most impactful or favorite Disney death hmm. i'm gonna have to go with hopper's demise okay <clears throat> i know i don't know who hopper is give it to me bug's life bug's life wow <laughs> I didn't think of any of all them. right and yeah. why why is that because he's one of my favorite characters like i do like a lot of the bad guys yeah for some reason i don't know why because i mean i'm so against the bad in this world, you know? But, I mean, I always find myself liking... More interesting characters. The bad guys, yeah. So I just think Hopper was awesome. How did he go out? He uh, ended up getting, like, taken out by a bird and eaten. So... So, kind of like nature. Yeah, nature <laughs> not, not, nothing, Nothing like, you know, his own demise type of thing. It was just yep. kind of like, this is the way it, it yeah. worked out. You thought it was uh, them playing a trick on him like they tried to before, and it ended up being a real bird. So Went down, started pecking away at him, and took off into the sky. So <laughs> his own cockiness cost him his life, his own yep. bravado, if you will. The bravado. Yes. That's a good, that's a good pick. Um, my number two. I want to guess. Okay, it's a 2009 movie. I'm going to start there. Okay. okay. That's all I get. It's, but it's, <laughs> it was produced by Pixar and released by Walt Disney. Uh, wait, is it another one of your sad ones? It's going to be Cause, super cause sad. I know what it is. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me give Just some roll background. With, roll with it. In 1940, nine year old Carl Fredrickson's hero 
is an explorer named Charles F. Muntz. Muntz claims he discovered a place called Paradise Falls. Also at that time, Carl meets a young woman named Ellie, who is also a fan of Charles Muntz. Her dream is to move her clubhouse, which is an old abandoned house, to a cliff overlooking Paradise Falls. Carl and Ellie start dating, they get married, and they fixed up that abandoned house. And then they start living their life as a married couple. They're painting, you know, she ends up getting pregnant. She has a miscarriage. She can no longer have children. They decide to save up to actually visit Paradise Falls, but there's many setbacks. There's a scene where they're driving the car and the tire pops, so they have to go into their savings and take out from that to fix the car. Things along that line. They finally have enough money, and throughout these, this whole flashback of this, the whole life of this couple, they, they're sitting up on this big hill underneath this tree, and she always beats them up to the top. Now they're an elderly couple. He buys the tickets to finally visit Paradise Falls. They go up to that tree, up that hill, and she's trying to get up that hill, and she falls. She gets ill, and she passes away. Then the events of the film take place, of, of course, talking about the movie Up. And if you, are, if you don't cry or get a little misty-eyed during this scene, you are not human. But why I like this death the most, or, or why it's more impactful, <laughs> oh I don't like God. it. But no, but hear me out. Like hear me like out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you know, you talk about me being evil, or Rich being <laughs> evil. Uh, the events of the film take place, you know, Carl meets this young boy named Russell. He gives him his final badge. He's looking to get a badge. And that yeah. badge is the grape soda cap that Ellie had given him when they were oh, children. Oh, man. And then the house is obviously floating with the balloons, hence the name Up, and it lands on the cliff, on a cliff overseeing Paradise Falls. So it took a while, but Ellie's dream that she wanted for so long and she unfortunately couldn't see come to fruition because she passed, Carl achieved that dream for her. And I think that's just, now I don't mean to be bring everybody down, but that's just that such sad. an emotional death. Like I have never cried so hard at a cartoon before or, or an animated flick. So, um, yeah, that, that first five minutes, uh, as Deb mentions, a five-minute scene that breaks her heart. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, it's, it's, it's horrible. But, it's again, it's powerful. When a movie can make you feel those emotions, they're doing something right. So that's my number <coughs> two. Moving on to number one, Don. Number one. So... I was going to try to be clever and like, you know, because you come up with the, the facts of guessing and, you know, <laughs> this and that. Um, so my death, you know, I look at this character who ends up dying in this movie and he's just always living in the shadow of his older brother. You know, he never gets what's really what he feels he deserves. I, I have a feeling I have a feeling this is going to be Rich's number one. You too. know, no? No. so, you know, when he when he sees the opportunity to eliminate his brother, he takes it. And his brother passing away is, is not my number one. My number one favorite death in Disney movie is the death of Scar. Because here we are at the end of The Lion King and it seems like it's coming like, you know, he's got Simba the same way he had Mufasa and Simba just scoops him up. <laughs> throws him off, now he's surrounded by fire, and Scott's, you know, like, beat up from the battle he had with Simba, and he's, like, limping, and, and there's his hyena boys, and he's like, oh, you know, like, oh, my friends, my friends, and they're just, they're not having it no more. Like, I thought you said we're the enemy. <coughs> You're saying we're he your was, friends? He was caught in a lie. He, he basically tried to use the, the hyenas <coughs> as a scapegoat. Yeah. I still then, think he's alive, though. Ooh, maybe. 
I don't think that they ripped them apart like Disney made you want to think that they did. Oh, well, we'll have to see in the live action <laughs> Lion King that they're making. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, a little side note, uh, the Lion King for Super Nintendo is one of the hardest games I've ever played in yep. my life. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. Do Crazy. not say Scott. I think I think she was, I think that was to Rich. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to Johnny Leather in, in uh, <laughs> reference to the Up reference I made. Uh, he mentioned the Toy Story. I believe it's Toy Story three with the furnace. Yeah. I was so like that was another emotional one, and I, I mentioned this on another podcast. I don't know if you were on there. Nope. Yeah. KB, it was actually Joe who was on. Yeah. Radio. Joe and KB were making fun of me, and I was like, dude, when they're all holding hands and they're just like, all right, death is here. Let's all go out together. That is like so emotional and so gripping to me. Yeah. It was when when you um UKB and Scotty did a movie episode. That's what it was actually. I listened to that one. Uh, oh, Johnny Johnny Leather says. Uh, uh, yes, he does. Hercules picks up the fur rug of Scar. He does. So Scar has been skinned. But Rich, moving on to your number one, I just want to get that out there. What's your number one Disney death? It is the Lion King. Oh, but so. it was Mufasa's death that okay. I loved. So, ooh. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I love the fact that Scar took out his older brother. Okay, this is good because this is a great <laughs> bookend. He had Scar, you had Mufasa. Yes. Anything else you want to add to that? Nope. Okay, good because my number one is from a 1994 movie called The Lion King, <laughs> and it is Mufasa as well. Um, I just I love again talk about parallels. The fathership, you know, the father son relationship with Simba. You know, all the everything the light touches is yours. But we eat the antelope and all this. Yes, but when we die, you know, our gra- our bodies become grass and they eat that and it's the circle of life and, and just all the wisdom. And Simba's a kid, you know what I mean? He's going to do what he wants and he thinks he's like, oh, I'm going to be a big shot. I want to. I just want to see what's out there and adventure. And Scar, all his machinations, he, he tricks and he sets him up and, and uh, Scar plans to kill both Mufasa and Simba. Has Simba lured to a remote location to be trampled by a wildebeest stampede? Calls uh, calls Mufasa says Mufasa Simba's down there so Mufasa springs into action, you know saves his son ends up saving Simba at the cost of his own life and there's nothing sadder to me than Mufasa's but this is like one of the only Disney deaths you know you can talk about Bambi's mother you know the the shot heard around the world and Bambi yeah. comes back looking for her, never never finds the the body if, if I'm no. not mistaken you see the fallen body of Mufasa we've never seen a lot of deaths. You know, you talk about Gaston, you talk about Scar. All of those are kind of left open-ended. You know, you don't see a whole... Well, yeah, you, okay, but that's old school. But like yeah, okay, the I'm more sorry. recent Disney movie, you don't see the dead bodies, especially of the heroes, Yeah, uh, of the good guys. And you see Simba, voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, with his squeaky little voice saying, Yeah, I remember that. Dad, Dad, wake up. And to me, that's just... That's heartbreaking. And that, the fact that he, like, you know, like as a little lion cub, like, is, like, kind of, like, nuzzling up against Mufasa... Yeah, it's, if I watch that again, I'd get emotional. Like I'd have know. to be like gripping Landon tight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyone with kids, you know, especially if you're bringing your kids to see that, yeah. that's what Disney does so well. Is that, yeah, it's it's a great movie for kids and kids like all the like the little silly you know characters and stuff and, and the cool action, but it hits the adults too. It knows how to make adults feel something, and that's why yeah. I think Disney is so like good. Even when you go to the parks and stuff, because you can still feel like a kid and remember that those feelings when you were a kid, but still enjoy it as an adult too. Yeah. So wow. that's uh. You know what I realized too? Like if if this was Lion King right now, Rich would be Simba, I'd be Timon, and that I'd would be. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, jerks. Deb um, knows how to sing the uh, the Pumbaa song. That's true. You know that is true. Um, quick, uh, Johnny Leathers again coming bat coming up to bat here. 
Fun fact, Eddie Murphy's parents, played by James Earl Jones, and he can't remember the actress's name, in Coming to America, they also played the voices of Mufasa and the and uh, Sarabi, I think her name is, in The Lion King, the, the Mufasa and his wife. So that's a very cool fun fact. And if anyone knows, Johnny Leather would know because Johnny Leather's is a uh, Disney fiend. So before we get out of here, that kind of wraps up the final countdown. We're going to go into what we like to call the bat signal. Um, anything that we want to plug? So Rich, any uh, websites? I know you got your buddy's uh, website again, the, the Boston... Good. Shout that yep. out again. Uh, shout out to Rick Chandler's uh, Boston Film Family Productions. Um, Matt Fisher has Boombastic Productions. They're both good indie filmmakers. Um, they have clips on their websites and stuff, so yep. you can they can Google search that. Yep. And, or Facebook. They have Facebook pages, so check that out. Get your your old band. Give them that shout out again. Yep. Gray Shine um, on Facebook. You can like their page. We don't play anymore, but it you was can, a good band. It's all retro. Yep. It's kind of counting crowish, so it's not really my thing, but like I like everything. So You should make <clears> a parody <throat> of the song uh, Mr. Jones and call it Mr. Smith and make it all about the Matrix. <laughs> that you Mr. just combined. Smith. Okay, Mr. Jones is one of my all-time favorite songs, and the Matrix is one of my fa- all-time favorite trilogies, so I would, I would listen to that song. My favorite Counting Crows song is Long December. December. Yeah, I Another love that song. song. I have both of those songs. <laughs> I like Hanging Around. I like that, too. That's you. Yeah, that is me. Okay, <laughs> uh, anything else you need to plug? Uh, Your own Facebook page? Yep. Uh, Rich Marini. So it's R-I-C-H-M-A-R-I-N-I. He's good at spelling this one. Yeah, well, I made it past second grade. <laughs> um, you can like the Revenge page. That's the movie that I'll be working on soon that I wrote and I'm going to direct. And Jeff is going to film. I'm going to be I'm going to be behind the camera. <coughs> so when you say, "Oh my God, that was a good shot," Jay Free took care of that for you. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, actually, Rick Chandler has a new uh, movie that he's going to be working on in June called. Parts Unknown. It's like a wrestling horror movie. Very Should cool. be really cool. Wrestling horror? Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm it's in. all oh. wrestling, oh, but a bunch of people that are wrestlers, like the Von Erich type family, and they get together, and some things happen where they end up killing people because they're not liked anymore. Rob Zombie-ish? Yep. Yes. So I'll say this. When, the, when these films are getting closer, shoot me the, the, uh, the links. I'll put them all up on our Facebook page so you guys can check yep. it out. Cool. You have anything you want to plug, sir? I would like to plug the Free Your Geek podcast, oh, where what? they do covers of the week, what? where Jay Free does DC covers of the week, and KB, KB does it. Marvel's covers of the week. Um, check out their Instagram, their Twitter. Um, he's Jay Free the Geek. Okay. So here, here's Damn, what I'm gonna close. do. No, that was good. That was good. I was on. I'm gonna actually make a, a little bet because I don't know if KB is gonna watch this, but KB always when I always you know prompt him and says you know anything you want to shout, he always says covers of the week. Nobody knows what covers <laughs> of the week are. So what I'm gonna say is KB, if you're watching this next week when we do this again, and I say anything to plug, I want you to say check out our Facebook page because we do covers of the week. So if you check out Free Your Geek, if you're listening to the audio and you're not watching us on our uh, Facebook page. Free Your Geek podcast on Facebook. Every Wednesday, KB does Marvel covers. I do my favorite DC comic covers of the week every Wednesday when the new comics drop. Um, we have our 
social media platforms. We have Free Your Geek on Instagram, Free Your Geek on Twitter. We have a YouTube page, Free Your Geek. We just right now we're just posting old episodes. I want to actually start doing more like documentary style things. I just need to find some time to do that and just do like maybe like. Uh, adding character and just talking about a particular comic book, like a five-minute span on a comic character or something along those lines and just posting that to beef up our YouTube page. Um, we do have a Twitch that we haven't done anything with yet, but that's on KB. That's on KB. Yeah, okay? KB and I need to we need to get together because we have all the equipment needed for it. It's uh, more of an issue of time. We'll, we'll, we'll find so a time, but we'll be doing some gaming there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we got to work that out. Um our friends down at Game King. Speaking Game of games, King, yes, uh, Game King. Uh, I gave them a shout out earlier on the page. Find their link. Awesome. If you're in the, into collectibles, comic books, any type of gaming, RPGs, tabletop games, they have everything there. They're located on South Main Street in Fall River. Yeah, check them out. Uh, right across, basically right across the street from uh, Tap House. Yeah. Uh, so Adj- check them out. Adjacent to Dunkin' Donuts. Adjacent to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, so check them out. They're a great, great uh, group of guys. We're going to still be planning to do a live show there in the upcoming months, maybe uh, give you a tour of the store to like check them out. Yeah. Um, anything else? Anything else you can think of? Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to my beautiful wife and daughter, Vanessa. I also want to give a shout-out to your beautiful wife and daughter, Vanessa. <laughs> Again, Deb, uh, you're awesome. Thanks for letting Rich do this. Um, I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like... <laughs> I, was just, I was just busting his chops. No, nah, I'm not whipped. Don't worry about it. No, him. no, he's, he's a good dude. She's awesome. I love Deb. Uh, Frank, again, thank you for checking us out. John Van Damage, Johnny Leathers, everyone else. Uh, Beth, I know you're on here. You, we love you, too. Um, you know, Jay Preview, I don't know if you're watching. You know, we Was Preview, have you back did he on. pop in here? I, I, I don't know. He might have. Notice. He had to work a double because uh, somebody called out. Oh, lame. Well, Whoa. next time we're going to get Jay Preview on here because I want to talk Power Rangers with him, yes. too. Yes. Uh, so until next time, I guess, guys, uh, do you want to do the catchphrase since KB's not here? Yes. Go for it. Oh, well, you usually say, and hey. with the catchphrase. Okay, sorry. Okay. And with the catchphrase. Start the weekend with your geek friend. And get your geek on. Bye, everybody. still here it's over go home